Chuck Schumer confirms one of our conspiracy theories. There's a shock. Uh, soccer is on the world stage for the next couple of weeks. That means it's time for a bunch of these countries that are participating to go woke. And we are traveling down an evil road where Satanism is now being taught in schools. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hope you guys are having a great day. Almost time for Thanksgiving. I'm going to be taking off for till Monday. Uh, so, so today will be my last podcast. Got way too much stuff to do. It's Josie's birthday. I'm taking Josie to Las Vegas, and of course, I've got to cook. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a rough next couple of days. So let's get straight to the news. Oh, here's here's the thing with conspiracy these days. They usually come true after a year or so. Hunter Biden's laptop was true. It took CBS News just this week to say, yes, Hunter Biden's laptop is not Russian disinformation. It's not fake. It actually does exist. We we see this whole theory with the same thing with the with the slippery slope argument, something that I call give a mouse a cookie. We say that, you know, we legalize gay marriage. It's it's going to come back to our kids. They're going to be after that turned out to be true. We saw it with critical race theory, right? Critical race theory. It's not being taught in schools. You guys are crazy. Okay, it's its being taught a little bit in schools. Now it's its a great thing that it's being taught in schools. That's all conspiracy theory. The Great Reset's another one. And we now know that that is actually happening. That is being pushed. Well, here's another conspiracy theory that turned out to be true. That is the Great Replacement. The Great Replacement is an anti is an alt-right theory created by a French author, Renaud Camus, in 2011. Now, according to Wikipedia, and listen to this definition, Wikipedia is a left-wing source here. Quote, the original theory states that with the complicity or cooperation of replacist elites, the ethnic French and white European populations at large are being demographically and culturally replaced with non-white peoples, especially from Muslim-majority countries. That's what's happening in Europe. Here we have a little different. It's Hispanics. Through mass migration, democrat, demographic growth, and a drop in the birth rate of the white Europeans less frequently Black people, Hispanics, and Muslims are blamed for the secret plot, but merely for more fertile immigrants, invaders, or violent aggressors rather than masterminds. Now, the reason this was considered a a white supremacist theory is because white supremacists believe this, but they believe it's because of the blacks. Or they believe it's because of the Jews. Or they believe it's because of the... It's not the elites. Well, the elites in this country, a lot of them are white. And we've been talking about this a couple of times. And I, I, I don't think it's a theory. I think it's it's actually something that's happening. But any mention of this, you're automatically deemed a white supremacist. Which makes like no... Which doesn't make that much sense because the original theory is actually not really white supremacist, even in that descri- description, 
lowering birth rates, which by the way, the United States birth rate has gone down by almost a baby and a half per family. Families are not actually growing anymore. Most births are out of wedlock, things like that. But the idea is with declining birth rates, you do have a civilization that could be in trouble. Now, here's the thing. Anyone who believes in Western civilization today is condemned. All right. We be- I believe in Western civilization. I believe in uh, Greek reason and uh, Greek reason and uh, Judeo-Christian morality, which is what made up the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Because a lot of us really do appreciate that philosophy, a lot of us, a lot of the people, the elites who want to keep power, want to replace us so that we they can actually slowly destroy Western civilization and keep themselves in power. So I don't believe it is a, the Great Replacement is actually a racial thing. I believe that the elites, and you're going to see in a a second after you listen to the statement, the elites are the ones that just want to replace the philosophy. They don't want to replace the race. And unfortunately in in this country, and why it gets such a bad rap, is that uh, European ancestral Europeans, which are primarily white, are the ones that actually believe in Western civilization. Now, the kicker is a lot of non-whites believe in Western civilization and they like it. For example, there's a reason why we have a lot of people coming in from Mexico and South America. It's because they do appreciate Western civilization. So let's see. Let's go. Is this happening? Well, we know it is. It is happening. We do see it. Look at the border. They're not stopping people from crossing the border. But the big kicker is they say it and they're celebrating it. Remember last year when the census came out, the census numbers came out and they found that white the white population dropped from, I believe it was 61% to 57%. This was celebrated in the media. I actually played them celebrating this. Well, Chuck Schumer said it again. He wants to pass laws that replaces the people here with illegal immigrants. Listen. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, We have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers, but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. Now, when he says dreamers, he means illegal aliens. He means people who cross the border illegally, the dreamers who are here illegally. And we can have a debate about dreamers because they're not here illegally because of through their own volition. But the fact of the matter is, this is the great replacement theory. You've got an elitist who wants to make illegal. First off, the whole crap that there are 11 million illegal aliens in this country, that is absolute crap. There's going to be closer to 25 to 30 million. They've been saying 11 million since about 2000. So this stuff is not, there's far more in this country. We'll never, we don't really know 
until people start becoming legal, which is exactly what they want. We could find out it's 40 million. I've heard as high as 50 million are illegally in this country. But here, here, in fact, Chuck Schumer hates our civilization. How do I know this? Because one of the questions he should be asking as a politician, as someone who's supposed to solve problems, is why our birth rates are falling. Well, we know why the birth rates are falling. And all of the policies that Chuck Schumer and his, his, his ilk support is why we are actually falling in the birth rate. They support uh, abortion, indoctrination into CRT and radical gender theory. They like to chop up little kids. So, well, that's going to lower the birth population, start sticking them with hormones, and then start taking away their uh, genitals. Uh, CRT is another way, because we got to hate each other. You know, white people are bad. They they don't fix the education system. People can't get ahead because the education system is so bad. They want to destroy the nuclear family. Welfare, food stamps, all of that, uh, tax benefits, all of this stuff destroys the nuclear family when we start depending on the government. We don't, we demonize men. They, they demonize men. We're all misogynists. That's, that's part of the problem. The father of children should be the government. They don't want to promote debate. They won't, don't want to promote a fair process, equal opportunity for everybody. Basically, they don't want anything that's in the Constitution. So what better way to get rid of the Constitution? will import a bunch of people that will reject the Constitution. Chucky doesn't want to deal with any of this stuff. He wants to change the country. He wants to make us into a third world. All the better way for him and future generations of his elitist class can hold power for generations to come. This is not new. This is something that they've been, I mean, since um, since LBJ when they signed the Civil Rights Act in 1964, which is a good act, but the reality is the intention was not good. The intention was to get the blacks to support Democrats for centuries. And LBJ actually said that. Now, the funny thing is about this replace great replacement theory is it's not all people of color that Chucky Schumer supports. Believe it or not, the black population is being most affected by things like the destruction of the nuclear family, the bad education system, CRT, making them making blacks think that they're they're victims all the time. The black population actually hasn't risen in decades. The black population's been at 12-13% now for since the since the 60s-70s. As a matter of fact, you, if you are pro-abortion, you are supporting the deaths of black people. If you are a black woman who is pregnant, that baby has a 43% chance of survival, according to statistics, because of abortion. Think about that. There is a 57% chance that woman is going to abort that child. That's incredible. And then we wonder why 
people like me are so hardcore against abortion under, there is gray area, but for the most part, just completely against it? Okay, well, they're saying it. The problem is, every time I say, well, that's the great replacement theory, it, it would be people like Chucky Schumer, no, that's a conspiracy theory, you must be a white supremacist. Okay, you know, whatever. All right, so the World Cup started on Sunday. Let's get to the next thing. It's being held in a conservative Muslim country of Qatar, or Qatar. I don't know how you pronounce it. I, I pronounce it Qatar, but some people pronounce it Qatar. So you can imagine there's going to be some major controversy. So let's talk about it, because Qatar is an extremely conservative, almost a theocratic government, all right, where they believe their religion is everything. So the first problem, they've, they've just huge problems now. First big problem is that alcohol will not be served in any of the eight venues outside of a small area for any of the games. That's because alcohol goes against the Islamic religion. Again, you can still get it in 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 Qatar. You can get get alcohol over there, but it's only in certain areas and it's really discouraged. FIFA said that beer had to be sold in the venue in, at first in order for Qatar to actually get the World Cup. And Qatar agreed. Two days before the tournament started, the government changed their minds and banned beer. Just as everyone was arriving to the country. FIFA just threw up their hands. You know, what are they going to do? There's nothing they can do now. Now, the big problem for FIFA is that's, that Budweiser which sponsors the tournament, spent $75 million on their sponsorship. And they were going to be the ones selling the beer at the stadiums, and now they can't sell the beer. So that's going to be an interesting problem to see. I, I think this is going to be the last time you see a World Cup in a, Muslim, in a um, conservative Muslim country. Don't expect to see one in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, I think, is actually worse. So what do I think about it? It's their country. We knew it was a conservative Islamic country. I don't know how FIFA didn't think this could be a problem. Another issue is has that seems that the other thing that people seem to have a problem with in that country, and for some reason they never thought that this would be a, a problem, is homosexuality. In Qatar, it's illegal to be gay. Violating violating that law could lead to imprisonment or even death. Well, that's the biggest problem that they're having in Qatar, especially with a bunch of countries. So, by the way, it's not just the United States. We'll get to the United States in a second, but it's not just the United States. So, England has decided they are going to wear armbands. Gareth Southgate, the coach of England, has decided that his team will be taking a knee before the game against Iran in order to protest this. Why? He doesn't seem to get in he doesn't seem to get into why he's taking a knee. For example, there seems to be a lot of reasons why he's taking a knee. Home, they took a knee in the last World Cup because of the death of George Floyd. This time could it be could it be Iran? Are you protesting Iran? 
Well, he commented about that. He said, I don't feel informed enough to comment on what's going on in Iran, and I don't think it's really my place to comment on it either. Is it homosexuality being banned? He doesn't really say. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, it, did, it didn't make any sense. No one was really clear why he's kneeling, why the team knelt before the Iranian game yesterday, but they did. But it's all through Europe where they're having a problem with uh, homosexuality being illegal in Qatar. Uh, the captains of the Netherlands, Belgium, Denmark, France, Germany, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, and Wales decided they were going to wear a One Love armband in the first games on Monday. Now, the One Love armband is what you typically think it is. It's, a, it's an armband with um, the gay pride flag, flag on it. So... It's now they say that it was not necessarily because uh, Cutter outlawed outlawed again. This very th their message is is very liquid. You don't really seem to know what they're doing over there. But he said it wasn't necessarily because homosexuality was outlawed in Cutter. It, it kind of for all sorts of social justice. But the reality is the armband, if you look at it, it's all from the gay gay pride flag. So I'm not exactly sure how anyone could see that as being mistaken. But the good news, Cutter said, uh, if we see that, they're going to get a yellow card. And they're going to be forced to take it off. And FIFA decided, you know what, they don't want the, they don't want the issues. So they just told everyone, no player is allowed to wear the stupid armband. Now, this is this is really frustrated FIFA. This whole thing. So FIFA, because everyone was bitching and moaning about Cutter, everyone was bitching and moaning about it. So the FIFA president, the head of FIFA, Gianni Infantino, had some harsh words for the Europeans who wanted to protest and wear these stupid armbands. He said this quote: "I think that for, I think that." I think for what we Europeans have been doing for the last 3,000 years around the world, we should be apologizing for the next 3,000 years before starting to give moral lessons to people. How many of these European or Western business companies who earn millions and millions from Qatar or other countries in the region, billions every year, how many of them have addressed migrant workers' rights with the authorities? I have the, I have the answer for you. None of them. Because any change in the legislation means less profit, end quote. Okay, yeah, he's right, and he's wrong. He's right in that these businesses do run their stuff. I mean, look at what we do, what the United States does with China. So, yes, we don't worry about uh, uh, rights of people until, you know, it seems really obvious. And the businesses don't really care about the rights of people, and then to virtue signal, which is exactly what's happening, to virtue signal when you're in the country is disrespectful for the country. There he's right. You went to Qatar. You're going to Qatar. Okay? You don't complain. This is not your society. All right? They're on their society. No one is going to change your mind because you're wearing a stupid armband. So he is right there. Where he's wrong is... So for 3,000 years, we've got to apologize. I mean, in 3,000 years, I think European Western civilization 
and Western business may have done some good things. I mean, things like, I don't know, um, the car, drugs to, uh, drugs for illness, flight, the computer. I think we've done some things that were actually good too. All right. I, I think he could have said this a lot better. I don't think he meant it. I think, but he, I think he could have said this a lot better than the way he did. I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize for belonging to Western civilization. Western civilization. Qatar is a rich country because of Western civilization. Saudi Arabia is a rich country because of Western civilization. If it wasn't for Western civilization, they'd have nothing. They would be just deserts. So I don't necessarily agree with that, but we'll get we'll get more to this a little bit later because I think there there's there's more to this uh, as far as the moral compass of the world, and of course you knew the United States was going to have to get into the mix because that's what our they do. I guess the United States saw how the women's national team got so much fame by protesting everything, and they decided they're going to do it. According to Reuters, the U.S. Men's World Cup squad are showing their support for the LGBTQ community by way of rainbow-themed logo inside their training facility and media workroom. Same-sex relationships are illegal in Qatar, which is hosting a tournament starting Sunday. The design features seven rainbow-colored vertical stripes below USA in the dark, uh, in the dark, blue letters and is part of the Be the Change initiative the team adopted in 2020 with the goal of inspiring action on social justice issues. U.S. men's national coach Greg uh, Berhalter said, quote, when we are on the world's stage and when we are in a venue like Qatar, it is important to bring awareness to these issues. And that is Be the Change is about. It is not a stateside it is not just stateside that we want to bring attention to social issues. It's all, it is also abroad. We recognize that Qatar has made strides and there has been tons of progress, but there's some work to do. Why does absolutely everything, everything have to be a woke lesson to the rest of the world? By the way, who the hell deemed us to be the educators in the first place? These dumbasses are going to make millions of dollars to kick a ball. What makes them think they're qualified to teach anyone anything? Why don't you guys just kick the ball, lose in the first round, and shut the F up? By the way, the United States tied yesterday, so they're already in second place. They're already in trouble. And they've got, they, they tied to Wales. They tied Wales. Now they've got England, so they could very well be 0-1-1 because Wales is pretty good. So there's a very good chance they're going to get kicked out in the first round. And you know something? i got to be honest with you, I'm not rooting for them. I hope they lose. You start going walk, go broke. As far as I'm concerned, screw you guys. So anyway, U.S. soccer spokesman Neil Booth said, Quote, our rainbow badge is an important and consistent role in the identity of U.S. soccer. You know something? Here's the question. Um, you're not there to represent U.S. soccer. You're there to represent the United States. And a lot of the United States doesn't exactly like that BS message you're trying to send. I'm not one of them. 
Now, I want the United States to lose. I want England to kick the living crap out of them. But we'll see. Just continuing with the quote, as part of our approach for any match or event, we include rainbow branding to support and embrace the LGBTQ community, as well as to promote the spirit of inclusiveness and welcoming to all fans across the globe. As part of, um, as a result, locations that we will manage and operate at the FIFA World Cup, such as the Team Hotel, the Media Aries, and Parties, will feature both traditional and rainbow U.S. soccer branding. It's not the identity of the United States and the U.S. soccer team that I identify with. I'm sorry, I think I identify as an American first. We are not the country of LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ. By the way, how brave are the United States men's soccer team? <laughs> They're not going to be wearing the patches on the field or in public? No, because they could get into trouble. They could actually be asked to leave. The signage and passage are patches are only going to be worn in the safety of their own hotels and assigned conference areas. Not someplace where someone, you know, will actually be watching. Yeah, screw them. I hope they lose and they lose big. And by the way, one of the most irritating things is that these idiots actually see themselves as freaking heroes. They do. You're, you're walking into Cutter and you're heroes. Well, I'll tell you what. They're not heroes. As a matter of fact, do you know why I know they're not heroes? Because there is a team in this tournament that's a, that are, are heroes. And it's coming from a really unlikely source. That is... Iran. Everything that these guys are doing is nothing but virtue signaling. But meanwhile, a team took to the pitch that actually did something that could put their lives in danger. Uh, as we've talked about, there is unrest in Iran over the over a lady that was killed by the morality police over there for the crime of not wearing her hijab. The people have been in the streets rioting ever since this happened. Now, you're not hearing a lot of this in the media. They, they haven't stopped rioting. They're still rioting out there. And the reason you haven't heard about it, the Biden administration doesn't want to talk about because they're trying to get into this stupid nuclear agreement with the, with the Ayatollahs. The rioting is killing people. People are being arrested. People are being shot and killed in the street. Well, the Iranian soccer team, guess what? In show of support for the protesters in Iran, Iran they refused to sing the Iranian national anthem. Some of them actually put the thumbs down sign when the uh, anthem started playing. The Iranian government, they saw it, they censored it so that no one could actually see the Iranian national anthem on television. Those are heroes. They are the ones standing up for something. And they are the ones that could face the penalties of tyranny. These guys could actually end up persecuted, jailed, or even executed. This is not a virtue signal. These guys are protesting. The other idiots that I talked about earlier, they've sacrificed absolutely nothing. 
there is a way to protest, really protest in Qatar. And no one's going to do this. Don't go. They won't get paid, though. You know, money talks, BS walks. It seems to me that all that virtue signaling is just that. It's meaningless. You guys showed up. I don't want to hear it. You're not, you're not protesting. You're getting paid. They will just throw out a lot of the symbolism and crap. These Half these teams are going to lose in the first round and go home. Then they will t- get their checks. They'll cash them. And that will be all. And everyone will forget. And meanwhile, they will be celebrated over there. They will be celebrated in their home countries. The U.S. soccer team, oh, they're just the wonderful things that are being said to them. Hey, listen, you want to be taken seriously? Do what the Iranian team, team did. Actually sacrifice something. Protest in a way that you lose something. If you're sacrificing something, that is true protest. Wearing a stupid little patch on your uniform, but still getting paid millions of dollars? Yeah, that's not protesting. Okay. Well, this is just freaking evil. I, I, I can't believe that this story is actually not a thing, and it's not being talked about, of course. Maybe there should, shouldn't should be too much surprise, considering we want to mutilate and drug our children so they can be boys or girls, or we want to kill the unborn. Um, the problem with a country that is crashing is that it never seems that the fall will end. According to the New York Post, the school system is going to hell. A California elementary school is facing backlash from parents after promoting an after-school Satan club aimed at kids as young as five years old. The controversial club is slated to hold monthly meetings starting in December at Golden Hills Elementary School in Tehachapi, Bakersfield, now reported. It was created by a non-atheistic religious or uh, a atheistic religious organization the satanic temple not to be confused with the church of satan remember we explained that i talked about that earlier in an earlier podcast where the difference between the church of satan and the satanic temple is basically the satanic temple is an atheist group that's all they are whereas the church of satan actually believes there is a devil is named satan and they 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 really worship him uh, bah, bah, bah. Let's see, where are we here? The Satanic Temple does not, no, quote, the Satanic Temple does not advocate for religion in schools, end quote, the outfit states on its website. However, once religion invades schools, as good news clubs have, the Satanic Temple will fight to ensure that plurality and true religious liberty are respected, end quote. In other words, if you happen to believe in Christianity, then, um, they got to go out of their way to make sure that you're not allowed to hear about it. In this instance, the After School Saint Club was created in response to the Good News Club, a weekly Christian program for kids 5 to 12 years old, running after school programs at Golden Hills Elementary. We are lost if crap like this pops up and no one does anything to stop it. Now, the good news is parents over there are bitching and moaning about this. And they have a right to bitch and moan. I'll tell you why in a second. And there's a very good chance that club is going to have nobody going in it anyway, so it's going to be killed off. But the fact that the school system 
allows this is disturbing. Now, allowing the satanic... Okay, here, here's a reality. Listen, our country is, a Judeo, is brought up on Judeo-Christian morality. Sorry, it is. Though Thomas Jefferson was secular, Ben Franklin was secular, and Thomas Jefferson tried to make the Constitution and Declaration of Independence secular documents, he admits that Judeo-Christian morality is important for this country in order for us to remain independent, a moral society, and make us into a community where we have patriotism. They say that. Allowing the Satanic Temple to work with kids in a public school is as evil as drag queen story hour or drag shows for kids or pumping kids with drugs. It's a rejection of our social values, which is the foundation of this country. I know a lot of people will scream about freedom of religion. There are two problems with this argument, and I did get some crap from Josie about this. The first is that the Satanic Temple is not a religion. It's an atheistic organization. That's what it is. It's one of those organizations that pushes subjective self-identity, subjective desire to be as objectively um, moral as morality itself. So they don't worship a god. I guess you could say they do. Let's face it, abortion seems to be almost a religion. The LGBTQ group seems to be almost a religion now. But it's wrong to call this a religion. It's not. The other thing that bothers me, and this is what, this is, and I've said this before, I'm going to say it again, is that, you know what? In this country, we are allowed to have standards. The satanic temple goes way beyond what our standards should be. And we should just say, no, you can't, you can't, no, you can't do this. And by the way, it has been pushed through the Supreme Court that said, no, you don't have to. That one day, the there was a, a time in, I can't remember what state, but they would fly flags over the Capitol. And it was different flags they would fly over the Capitol. They had the LGBTQ flag. They had all these different flags. And the Satanic Temple wanted to fly their flag over the Capitol one day. And the and the, the state said, no, we're not going to do that. This is not a, this is not, we don't, no, that's, that goes against everything that this country stands for. And so the Satanic Temple actually took them to the court. It went all the way to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court said, no, the state doesn't want this. The state has the right to say no. We are allowed to have standards. And we just have to define what those standards are. But if we don't have the courage to define that standard, for example, maybe the satanic temple isn't within our standard, our standard window, isn't it? That's just not there. If we don't have, but we have to be inclusive and all that crap, because we don't have the bravery to sit and fight against this. That's a big problem. And by the way, that's been a problem with the conservative movement. 
is that we don't hold ourselves to the standards because we figure, what's the big deal? Well, I mean, this is the slippery slope argument. This is the problem. This is a group that is directly attacking religion. And we don't have to tolerate that stuff. We can just sit there and say, no, you, no, we're not going to put a Satan, a Satan club in the schools. Good news is, good news, conservatives are getting tired of it. They see the slippery slope. They're done with it. So we'll have to see what's going to happen. All right. Uh, I hope, again, I hope you folks have a great Thanksgiving. I plan to have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I don't know what kind of condition I'm going to be in when I get back from Las Vegas, but I plan to have a great Thanksgiving. Take care of all of you. Be safe. God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.